You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old movie Time Machine. An adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. This is the show. We're watching movies of a specific era. It's their older ones. Uh, we prefer that they are in color. It just makes it more engaging for us in modern times and so on and so forth. We're just we're checking out the culture that we find within these movies through our modern eyeballs, which is what we have going on right now. Uh, this week, oh, this is Jay-Z, by the way, here as ever with Shrishma Naik. Hello. Catherine Sherlock. Hello. And my sister and yours, Carolyn Narrows. Hey, sis. Hey there. Welcome back to the program, you guys. Hitchcocktober is over. Oh. But today, happy Halloween. That's when this episode comes out. It's Halloween, everybody. It's we're all Halloween. We're all dressed up as we do. I'm dressed up as Zorro, as I will do. Shishma, what are you dressed up as right now? Uh, I'm still cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't you remember this from a couple of years ago? Yeah, this one's been going for when, a while. When I was like, hey, ask me what I am for Halloween. Oh, okay. This is a runner. I had no idea that we had an open runner that I was not aware of. I haven't been tracking over the many episodes. I, don't, I think it might be the first time um, I've aired this joke. Oh, okay. So there's no way necessarily that I would. But you would have as oh, okay. a, a friend of mine Somebody over the past. Somebody in real life, not, right. not in listener land. Right. Okay, I got you. Okay. Do you want me to set up the joke again? Um, No, actually, let me just give you another prompt. We'll keep all this in, but we're going to do one <laughs> clean reading in case we decide that we want to keep that one only. Okay, so anyway, I'm dressed up as Zorro, as I will do uh, from year to year. But hey, Shishma, what are you dressed up as this year? Oh, no, you're supposed to yeah. say, what are you for Halloween this year? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Hey, Shrishma. This could take some time. What are you dressed up as for Halloween this year? No. No dressed up. No dressed <laughs> What are you going as for Halloween? What are yeah. you I feel like I said dressed up. Yeah, what are you for you still- Halloween? <laughs> okay. Hey, Shrishma, what are you for Halloween this year? I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> Burr. <laughs> Slam dunk. Hey, Catherine, what are you dressed up this year for Halloween as? Uh, as? What are you uh, wearing? Um, what are you for Halloween? I would probably just break out the old fox head and bushy tail. Classic. It's a classic one, actually. I was going through some old photos recently, and I found a picture of you wearing said fox head. It's a great look. Mm. Timeless. Evergreen. Hey, sis, what are you dressed up as for Halloween? What are you wearing for Halloween slash what are you for Halloween? I am going as the queen of evil and going as Maleficent. Wow. wow. Very fitting. Very fitting. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Halloween costumes out of the way. It is what the kids call nowadays spooky season. That wasn't around when I was a kid. Spooky season. That's mm. fairly new. I feel like that's within the last five to 10 years. With the S-Z-N. And that's even newer, I think. Mm. I feel like that's like within five years. Right. I think. It's a great hashtag to use, though. It is. Very productive. Uh, hey, it's Old Movie Time Machine. We are watching today something very special 
something near and dear to my heart. Carol, I don't know where you are at with this particular movie, but we're talking about 1966's Monster Go Home Today. This this would be one of the infamous movies that we had recorded onto a VHS tape with like eight other movies, oh, super yeah, long favorite. play edition. Um, so yeah, Carolyn, do you remember this at all? Like how, oh. how, do you, how do you feel about this? Yeah. I almost didn't watch it, uh, because I know it so well and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So. And you still enjoy it. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do feel like that's a critical part of this because again, we're going to be busting through nostalgia, but also not really, because I will tell you up front, this isn't a great movie. Mm. This isn't, it's not that good. You know, like it's there's not nothing extraordinary about it, but it's also a lot of fun and very colorful and brings out good Halloween vibes. But yeah, this would be one that we grew up with. I mean, this, I remember this forever. I remember again, like not unlike something like Ghostbusters or Ghost of Mr. Chicken, this would be formative for me as far as like even line readings have programmed been programmed into my mind. Like this is the way that a human expresses this thought or emotion or whatever they do it the way that Terry Thomas does at Munster Hall. I mean, that's that was going to be my question to you. Um, I guess you would have watched this as a child. Yeah. So that's that's probably where, like, your, as you guys have said, the nostalgia attached to it kind of lets you watch this movie all the way through. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so... Should we do one lines? Let's do one lines and then we'll come back around to, because I mean, Catherine, I've got major questions for you about you, your culture, Hollywood's perception of your culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is where this and uh, Mary Poppins are where Carolyn and I would have learned most of what we currently know about the United Kingdom and its people and culture. Um, but Hey, Shrishma Nike, do you have a one-line review for 1966's Monster Go Home? Uh, can we have the Adams Family back? Oh, Thanks. <laughs> zing! <laughs> wow. Extraordinary. We're going to come back to that. Hey, sis, do you have a one-line review for 1966's Monster Go Home? This Halloween Yeah. Um, my, my one-line review, it's just, you know, a great spooky romp through fake English countryside. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely shooting mash while uh-huh. we make Monster go. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So much mash in this movie. Uh, and yeah, romp. That's a great, that's the perfect word for it. This is totally a monster romp if, yes. if ever there was one. Yes. And then of course the hammer, Catherine Sherlock, do you have a one-line review for Monster Go Home? Kind of. Confusing, but funnily enough, not terrible. Whoa, that's a sterling endorsement. Almost, almost Uh a touch of the warm and fuzzies. Whoa. Wow. Almost. (laughs) Just because I I had completely forgotten that we we used to have the monsters in the UK. Um, No shit, wow. Watch it on the telly. I don't believe I've ever seen any of the films. But yeah, the TV show, yeah, that was kind of, that was definitely watched in my household. Okay. I love to hear that. Cause I mean, same at the, at the Zeppa household as well. I mean, this would have been uh, on pretty constant rotation because by the, when we were growing up, you know, when you hit the late eighties, early nineties, uh, you have Nickelodeon has, is running Nick at night pretty right. heavily. So that's where they would just show. They would buy these packages of like, let's get every season of Dennis the Menace, right. 
and the adventures of like Dobie Gillis or whatever. And we'll just run those like four hours every night. So they would have the Nick at night block party. So like Monday, it was like monster Mondays and then like Gilligan Tuesdays or whatever. And then you would just, it would be like all night long. You could watch these shows. It's fantastic. Before that, I mean, we had this this movie on tape before all that, though. Yeah, so this was and, a mainstay for you and I, for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, this is a. I think we've talked about it at length by now, but like, I'm a monster guy. <laughs> like, right. I really like Frankenstein's and vampires, and like, I like all this shit. Right. And so, this is where a lot of that comes from. But it's also really silly. Um, I think it works fairly well for children because, like. The main character, Herman, is an adult and also a big, scary Frankenstein who has, like, superpowers, right. but he has the mind of a child and, like, the attitude of a child. So, he's a good and gateway the joy character. of a child. And the joy of a child? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, yeah. over everything, he's like, woo He's <laughs> delighted. Yeah. <laughs> Always doing that, like, hand thing. <laughs> I feel like if I watched this movie as a kid, I would be in the same position okay. as you guys. Okay. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, if you are... If you're kind of like a, certainly if you're a serious person at all, right. or if you like appreciate fine cinema, this is not. I, but I, I, I'm none of those things. That's it was true. just, just too silly for me. Yeah. It's as, as a, you I know, see, at the age at which I'm coming into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was I, curious. It's almost like the original dad jokes. Yeah. That's true. I think this probably, yeah. I mean, especially for our generation, this informed a lot of dads' yeah. <laughs> senses of humor. That's how we got to like dad jokes maybe is because, you know, our, our dad would have been 10 years old when this movie came out. So mm. that's like prime time for, for them to pick up. Like, okay, this is the humor that we're hearing. This is what culture dictates is funny. Well, then I'm locking it in now. And, I, yeah. you know, so interesting. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, it's a lot of, uh, you know, the uh, the opposite of like classic idioms, but like with a more death tinged uh, take on it or whatever. So, but let's get back to the the Adams family aspect of it right. because the the monster starts as a TV show right. that like runs parallel with the Adams family on a different show. So, Adams family is based off of a cartoon strip or panel mm-hmm. um, that had been running for many years of this like weird gothy family right. and. Uh, the show, I believe, was a hit. I'm not sure. I think Adam's Family, the show, came first, if I'm not mistaken. Should have done research. But again, this is old movie Time Machine. We don't do that don't here. do research. I'm fucking busy, all right? I got <laughs> stuff to do. We're just talking. We're just enjoying. We're just soaking it in, all right? And just passing on these these half-truths that have been picked up over the years. But I do know there were movies, because I've watched all the Adam's Family movies. Well, that the property, I mean, it was just the show for ages. Right. And then in the early 90s. Right. Um, it's Barry Sonnenfeld, I think, yeah. does a remake. Yes. Very popular. With the Christina Ricci. Oh, I mean, like super crush <laughs> at that age for me. Had like major, major marketing push with like yeah. MC Hammers on the soundtrack. And there's like a Adam's Family music video that there he's is. in. Uh, there was a Adam's Family serial at mm-hmm. that time as well. And then they made the sequel, which is arguably better than the original, yeah. Adam's Family Values. Yes. And now they have rebooted it since then, I think. I think there well, was a there's, this, there's, there's a show on Netflix w- now, Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. which yeah. is based on uh, the girl. Um, but I guess my nostalgia is more associated with the Adam's Family than it would have been with the must- which, Monsters. That, that makes sense, because that... 
so the monsters, I think the idea was like, hey, we're you pictures. Mm. We own that makeup for, for all of, they made the Frankenstein movies, right. as we've talked about on a different show, which we'll plug later, I guess. <laughs> um, but they own trademark for this is what a Dracula looks like. So a traditional widow's peak and the red and black cape, mm. satiny cape, like they just own that image outright, basically. You can't use it the same way. Same thing with the Frankenstein. Anything with uh, the electrodes the balls, on the, you know, yeah. the neck and the flat top, that's all owned by Universal. So they're like, we have the rights to these classic, you know, what everybody associates a Wolfman to look mm. like. Like, we own it. So, right. like, why would we not? Here's a crazy idea. What about the modern age, you guys, and, like, the nuclear family? What if we made a family of monsters trying to make mm. it through the modern age? Huh? Does this work? They tried it. It didn't it didn't really work because it only lasted two seasons, I think. Okay. Two seasons of the movie. Yeah. And then they just like folded up shop. It was like, this is too goofy. Yeah. Um But I mean, I guess the Adams family had more longevity to them, or the maybe the characters were more iconic. Well, okay, what, so what do you think that was? You would be surprised because they've tried to reboot the monsters at least three times okay. over the years, and it's never worked the same way. So in the early eighties. They follow up, they do a sequel movie called like The Monster's Revenge, I think, mm -hmm. or Monster's Return. So, and it's all the same cast and everything, except for Eddie and Marilyn have been recast because they're not age appropriate anymore. They've grown up. Um, but Herman's back. Fred Gwynn is back. Al Lewis's grandpa's back. Yvonne DiCarlo is back as Lily. And they try, they do this whole like mystery at a wax museum, but it's just, it doesn't work. It's very eighties, early eighties uh, TV movie kind of vibes. And then in the early nineties, they try to do a like reboot of the show. And they did a couple of episodes. It doesn't take. So then they shelve it again. Then in the early two thousands, they tried to reboot the show with Eddie Izzard okay. playing the Herman Munster role. And they did like a pilot and a half for that. And it doesn't take. And then just, I think last year, Rob Zombie made a whole monster movie remake that was on, I want to say Netflix or one of the streamers. Okay. And that didn't that do anything. Didn't People I, don't give I a shit. I hear about it. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Apparently the world has mm. rejected the monsters since 1966, basically. Like they tried really hard for the, to get the monster plane to take off. So it's like it didn't do so well. That's your crash course history. And meanwhile, they did reboot Adam's family. Work. Right. People do like that. Well, look at all that research without actually doing any research. That's just off the dome, well people. Done. All right. Well done, Thank Justin. you. Thank you. That's why we do this show. So I can use this somewhere. <laughs> Catherine, wow. do you have any UK? Um, <laughs> Carolyn's wow. <so> proud. <laughs> That's my big bro. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's get into this silly-ass movie. Do Oh, Catherine, I was going to ask you, okay, trivia for the monsters mm. that has been missing. No, I mean, my dome has nothing to offer. I'd forgotten that this even existed, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's special about this movie, if you grew up watching the show, Catherine, you will know this, is that the television show is in black and white, not unlike the original Adams Family show, also in black and white. So mm -hmm. to see this movie come out, which came out after the show technically like wrapped up. Uh, so to see all these characters in glorious, gaudy, super saturated 1966 colors, fantastic. Still holds up. The whatever print that's we have that we're watching these days that's circulating, it looks beautiful and garish. 
it's a garish romp, you guys. Uh, there are a lot of colors in this movie. But let's do a little bit of our recap here. The ghoulish monster family, a bizarre collection of Frankenstein, vampires, and other monsters, learn that they have inherited an English title and estate. They are delighted and book passage to the UK via cruise ship. Once on board, they get seasick, transform into wolves, and fall in love with handsome race car drivers. Little do they know that their English relations are plotting to murder them so they can inherit what they believe to be rightfully theirs. So, Trish Ike, you're the newest to this. You're the freshest to this scene. This movie starts, you go in knowing very little about the premise of the monsters in general and like the whole like, what if, a, what if there was a family of monsters, you guys? It's as simple as that. Talk me through your experience watching the beginning of this movie. What are you thinking? How, how, because you have to like wrap your mind around, oh, there's a Frankenstein out there who just has friends and a job and, and a mortgage. Right. And I mean, to be honest, the concept of a monster family wasn't so, I mean, because I've seen the Adams. We've family, seen it. Right? Yeah, true. So, okay. and I know that, you know, and we, I've seen your Frankenstein movies one and two. Yeah. Um, I guess I wasn't expecting um, so many Frankensteins. I think he, the main guy was a Frankenstein. The can't remember now. There's only one Frankenstein. Oh, um, but like he, the, the the dad, the grand, the grandfather, grandpa, grandpa monster, grandpa yeah. monster. Yeah. He was a Frankenstein. And he's a vampire. He's a Dracula, and his oh, daughter God, Lily yeah, right. is also okay, a, vamp okay, a, a vampire. Okay. I changed my mind. Um, yes, there's only one, but they all like look so funny. <laughs> It must have been interesting for them because, they, like I said, they only shot the pilot of the show in color and the rest was black and white. So they would have had to have figured out like an actual like, well, what color? Green. Is, yeah. Like what, what color it. is Lily's skin? I mean, like what? She's supposed to be dead, right? Okay, cool. And then you're like, what? And Eddie Munster, he's, he's a wolf man. That's the, always been the great mystery of the monsters yes. is how do a Frankenstein and a vampire get together and make a little baby wolf man? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Okay. <laughs> and Carol, I'll, I'll tell you right up front. Monster I genetics. I don't have any answers for you. It's yeah. Just, I mean, is it more like crazy mad science? It, maybe it's more like they like adopted him from the shelter. Could be. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't brushed up on my deep monster lore in quite some time. <laughs> All evidence if he's, to the contrary. If he's, a, if he's a dog boy, a wolf boy, I mean, maybe he was at at the like the local shelter and they just mm -hmm. picked him up. Could be, could be. But also, let's keep in mind that Grandpa, he's got a laboratory in the basement, as we see mm -hmm. in the movie. Like they really do give you a lot of the high points of the show in the first ten minutes because you do see Grandpa's lab. Um, we do see Spot the dragon who lives under the stairs. Like these are all critical pieces to the television show. Yeah. Uh, but we know grandpa does a lot of spells. They tend to go haywire. It makes for great plots of 20 right. minute sitcoms. So the one in particular that I'm thinking of is the, the love potion. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're going to throw a love potion in the mix of these ghouls, like mm -hmm. uh, sparks will fly. Right. And they certainly do you guys. Um, my fair monster, uh, highly recommended. I have a copy of it. Just email me. I'll send it to you. But are they in a world of monsters? Are they like the monster family in a ah, world of humans? They're just in a world of humans. This is what we don't see in the movie. But what you would see in the show is Herman. It's like the, the comedy of the show comes from Herman the Frankenstein showing up. At, at a nor normal work Normal phase, man right. places. So okay. like at one point he tries out for the 
the LA Dodgers, like he's, okay. he's on like baseball field, like doing baseball tryouts. And like, because he has superhuman strength, he hits the baseball like three miles or whatever. And people are really, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's you know, Herman joins the bowling league or, you know, Herman does this and that's the, the show basically. I realized um, upon watching this with old David time machine. Oh, I, there he is. I have married Herman Munster. a man who laughs at his own jokes Uh and just it has a childlike sense of wonder i'm an english lord now you're totally right i mean i I know old david time machine that's spot on like that's my husband yeah um so you were you were really vibing with everything that Herman was putting out in this movie particularly when he was like seasick in bed I won't I won't I won't. I'm like okay okay yes <laughs> yes well and let's let's just get there so uh, the first third of this movie is on this cruise ship where it's just like what if there was a family of monsters and they went on a cruise like that's the whole premise of 40 minutes of this movie it's and- yeah what do you think <laughs> No, I mean it's so like like the plot is quite funny because then like suddenly one guy turns into a wolf because he ate the wrong like yes that's, pill right that's grandpa again spells gone wrong <laughs> and then I don't actually I lost track of what was happening what they were up to at each uh, mm, okay so so the long and the short of it is that they they inherit they inherit right yeah, they so, inherit the land in England yes. And then they're going there to like go home. They do some real sweaty uh, plot fixing of, gee, mom, you know, why are we going to England? I thought dad was built in Germany, which is the traditional Frankenstein myth. And then she has to go through this whole like, but then he moved to England and was adopted by the Munsters. And that's why we don't call him a Frankenstein anymore. So. I think I missed that part. Uh, it's blinking. You'll miss it. I mean, interesting. That's like they've given some backstory. They're trying. (laughs) I mean, this would be. didn't mention that it would be something would be like what the fuck's up with this like right. going to england right. what um and then there's some people in the england house that are trying to get them out yes they have some hermione shape. gingold and terry thomas we who we, we just recently met uh, uh it's a mad 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 world uh catherine's favorite movie and i don't really think the personal rancor is going to help the situation if I may say so. And her favorite performer, Terry Thomas, your mm-hmm. countryman, of course, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, again, like Terry Thomas looms large in my young adult life because both of those movies, like I watch them all the time. I watch this movie all the time. So Terry Thomas is, I, I feel like I know him personally almost. But yes, they are scheming and they are rotter monsters. You know, like they're they're scallywags. There's a lot of okay. shenanigans with them. They're they're sort of gothy and Adam's family-esque in their own way, mm-hmm. but not literal monsters. Okay. No, the they're like they, they are in their yeah. personality. They're not monsters, but they are monsters. They are horrible monstrous. Yes. And, and they, they are, are the real monsters. They exactly. are indeed. Yes. And they're really good at it too. I like all these performers. Uh, I can't remember who plays Grace, the the sister, but uh, she's literally hissing at characters at times. I mean, it's great stuff. And Hermione Gingold, we saw her in Bell Book and Candle. She was one of the master head witches, and she plays Lady Effigy Munster, which, I mean, fantastic name. Lady Effigy? This is incredible. 
And they are puppet mastered by this character called the Griffin. The Griffin. And every time we hear the Griffin mentioned, we get a little music sting, which is very amusing as well. And the Griffin is just some shadowy figure who sends advisory notes on personalized stationery to the monsters at Monster Hall in Shroudshire. And they have decided that the way to get rid of Herman and his family, because they, of course, feel like they should be inheriting Monster Hall, their their home manor. And Catherine, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I see Monster Hall, I feel like this is the type of background like you came from, that you, like you grew up, everybody in the UK grew up in a house like this, an old heap like this out in the countryside, out in the moors, perhaps. Uh, did any of this ring with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, it is the most Hollywood version I mean, the sets are fantastic. Monster Hall as a set is incredible. It's all tapestries and battle axes. And, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but like mid-century medieval hipness, it, these are just legit suits of armor and everything. Although, Carolyn, you on the mid-century medieval bit, you will maybe remember this. Our great-grandparents had like a mini suit of armor next yes. to their f- fireplace Yes. That, that would fit in mid-century medieval, I think, that aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was like a piece of, uh, we've got a suit of armor, obviously. Duh, pull it out, put it yeah. next to the fireplace. Our family goes back so far that we've got our own, of course, family suit of armor to go along with our heraldry, and that's why we have this on display. And to be fair, like if I had access to a suit of armor, it would be on display, I'm sure. It's only a matter of time. I'm sure you'd be in it, to be fair. Well, (laughs) definitely. Fair. That's a fair point. (laughs) Just off to the shops. Actually, so true. (laughs) It is. There he goes again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, chunky. Again, huh? Okay. But look, let's go back to the Griffin. The Griffin's like, we want to scare these people away. So that's the whole thing fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear will drive them. Fear. And meanwhile, on this cruise ship, it is, like I said, what if they're a monster is taking a cruise? Herman's very into being Lord Munster. He's got this big jacket with spangly letters that say Lord Munster on the back. He's really feeling himself, but he's also. I'm an uh, English lord. Seasick now. type of fella. So we get some of that comedy. And then, yes, Grandpa transforms himself into a wolf by mistake. Gets locked up into a kennel and they kind of break him out. It's it's just shenanigans. It's an episode of the show, basically. Then we get to the UK. We see, I mean, again, this is all shot in California. Are aeroplanes not functional in this time? Oh, no, you would have had access to planes. But they took a ship. I think probably just for like, we got to pad out the script a little bit. Maybe be a guess. Or maybe they just couldn't afford the plane. Well, I mean, they wouldn't even have had to show the plane. They would have just been like, oh, what a flight, you know, like, or they could have shown the map, the Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm not sure that Herman would have actually fitted on a plane. But guys, this is a great idea for our reboot, which is uh, what if there was a family of monsters and they took an airplane to somewhere? What if they flew? What if a Frankenstein flew on an airplane? Wouldn't that be... Uncomfortable for him. I mean, but he just fly first class because then all the leg room you need, baby. Uh, I mean, maybe. What if he's working class like a monster, like a Herman Munster? What if he can't afford that stuff? 
just think about it. We'll, we'll spitball some ideas for when we do our pilot script for our monsters, which okay. is inevitable, right? Inevitable. Okay. Let's move like on. Thanos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Thanos, we are inevitable. Hey, everybody. We're breaking in here with our ad break as we do. Just checking out some of the fabulous selections over at our Tee Public store. The link is in the show notes. You want to check that out. It is, of course, the 31st of October right now when, when this is being released. So we have to blow out all this Hitchcocktober merchandise. We've got boxes and boxes of the Hitchcocktober logo, and we need you guys to order all of it. So I don't know if there's a sale going on at Tee Public. We should know that. Maybe we'll keep track of that better in the future. But just, let's assume there is. It's got to go. It's priced to move, people. So we need you to go check out the old movie time machine Hitchcocktober cover with, uh, you know, it's a it's a play on our traditional Geiger counter United Nations look, but it's got more birds on it and uh, more ghoulish apparatus uh, in, involved as well. And so you can get that. I'm gonna get mm, I'm gonna get a notebook. But, but I'm going to get the um, the nicely bound one, not the spiral bound one, because I'm a lefty, so it's hard to write across those spirals. But if you're a righty, the spiral's perfect for you. So you definitely want to get one of those. Shushma, what would you like to get? I would like to get a cup. Oh, okay. Maybe like a one mug. of those insulated oh, guys. Oh, you you, you can get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, oh, it's available for you on the I Tea do. Public sh- mm-hmm. store. So check it out. Carolyn, what, I, I know you've been hammering me with text about sort of collectible buttons, the pins that you put on. Yeah. Uh, you probably want to get one of those, right? I would. Um, Your jean other, jacket. The other thing, just because, you know, the weather is changing. I, yeah. I like a crew neck sweatshirt. Oh, I think that's available for you on the T Public store. If you mm-hmm. check it out, the, the mm-hmm. link is in the show notes. So maybe that's the time. And Catherine, I don't know, like you've you've been talking a lot about a hooded sweatshirt, you know, one of the big ticket items. But my question is, do you like zipper or no zipper with your hooded sweatshirt? I do enjoy a zipper. It does make it more flexible. But I'm also a big fan of like the non-zipper, especially as Caroline said, it's getting colder and, yeah. you know, you just want to be cozy, you know, yeah, cozy around yeah, the yeah. house kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, I've got a great solution all lined up for you. Why don't you get one of each? And that way you've got all your needs covered because I know you're not alone out there. And, and those of you who who uh, follow Catherine's path, you as well, please get at least one of each, if not two or three. Because once these are gone, I don't know if they're coming back, you guys. I have no idea. I don't know who's in charge of the T Public store uh, for Old Movie Time Machine, but those products are available for you. And they're, like I say, the price to move, and you should be dressed for movement too, uh, which these things can help you with. So do that. And if you do buy one to three of each of those, uh, we will thank you as we will do right now. Here's a test run. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And now back to the show. The English monster's attempts at scaring off the American clan fail spectacularly, but the Americans have trouble gaining acceptance uh, by the locals who load the family name. Meanwhile, the pub chat talks up a secret at Munster Hall, puppet mastered by a shadowy figure known as the Griffin. This inspires Herman and Grandpa to investigate, and they sneak around and discover that their English cousins have been counterfeiting money. Mm. So, 
I mean, the big plot mover here is what's happening at the pub as we find out later that everything comes out of the pub. I imagine that's where they go to like find out what's happening, you know, like catch up on definitely events and, you know, like news and breaking stories over. But I mean, everyone's just on their phone. Now. Yeah, the pub would have been the Internet. You're right. absolutely right. I mean, because especially in the countryside, too, when right. it's when it's kind of like a hall to get anywhere of any distance, like. If you can have a central gathering point where you yeah. need to pick up some info or you know you can pick up info yeah. if you need it, then the hot goss. The hot, exactly. What's going Spill down? The tea. That's right. There Is that a, where the term came from? Spill probably. the tea? Hot, hot goss? Um, oh, spill the tea? Because uh, they were all in pubs drinking tea. That's what the. <laughs> That's where no. you do it. No. <laughs> you should no. drink wine. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I love the fact that we're dissecting pub culture in the modern age. Uh, and I, and if we have further thoughts, please share them because there's not a lot of meat on the bone for monster right. go home. Okay. No, like we were talking about this before rolling tape. This is a very silly monster movie, a monster family movie. There's a really set pieces, some, some good jokes, some bad jokes, but See, yeah, I think it gives us some important things to talk about, like transatlantic sailing culture. As, um, yes, the okay, drunk, sure. The drunk man that's constantly looking for his wife, Emily. Yes. And mistakes Herman for Emily. You know? I wonder who she was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and pub culture and also English manor house life. Well, okay. And, and local sporting events like road road races. And certainly, certainly. And, you know. Well, so let's, um, on the manor home tip let's talk about i think probably my favorite sequence in this movie i think it's my favorite uh you know from childhood because kids are always thinking about things like this i think maybe i was anyway but like the sneaking around in the house scene where herman has to like sneak out of his own marital bed you know like behind his sleeping wife's back to go sneak around with his father-in-law to go figure out what the, the mystery of Munster Hall, what's the secret of Munster Hall, you guys? But it's just great sneaking uh, through and through. They're wandering around. They've got torches. Again, we're seeing all of the great wood paneling of Hollywood's Munster Hall uh, in Shroudshire by uh, East Gasping or where, wherever they were at. Um, I just was always so like enthralled with that moat that they had to like monkey bar over uh, the acid floor. Yes. yes Thank yes. you. I mean, oh, it was, it's on my list of things to talk about. You're <laughs> absolutely right. I mean, like it's so compelling and so terrifying because it does look like almost like documentary footage taken from like the overhead where you see the stunt man making his way over the acidic moat that's boiling right. and bubbling and everything. But that was always like, to me, I was like fascinated with that as a kid. Don't ask me oh. why. And not necessarily like out of yeah. fear, but okay. just like, how cool is that? I was terrified. It was so <laughs> scary. I mean, whatever that stuff was, it was going to kill them. Um, and the fact that the pipe then like kind of comes down a little bit and they're hanging over it. Very scary. Slime on the walls, great stuff. Tapestries. We've got the hidden uh, passageway through the fireplace to get down there. And then we finally figure out what the secret of Munster Hall is. Trishman, do you remember the secret of Munster Hall? What's is the that, big is secret? that the money they were counterfeiting? The counterfeit money. That's right. So we've been seeing these guys, Alfie and the other guy. I can't remember. Uh, Bruno. A couple of yeah, but yeah, we'll just call him Bruno for all intents and purposes. 
two blokes, right? Two definitely blokiest of blokes. A couple of lads out there driving their truck around. They reminded me of boxes. Cruella Deville's blokes. Yes. Is there a wait? Did I say Jasper already? Is there yeah. a Jasper? There might be a Jasper, but that might be Cruella Deville. Okay. Yes. Um, but they're the same people again, flat caps. If we're doing the hat index, mm. um, this is 66. So hats have definitely been on the decline. However, we are pretending to be England in this movie. Right. Therefore we have a lot of the more traditional squire, like woolen pork pie shape, like real short brim type of thing. And also the flat caps too, of course, like very famously, you know, if you're going to go to the pub, go down pub, you're going to wear your flat cap, your, uh, you know, sell, sell some newspapers and then go get a pint. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that as well. Very tweedy. Felt kind of bad for these extras, especially with, during when we get to the race car scene. But sitting out in that hot Southern California sun wearing all that tweed must have been very uncomfortable shooting conditions, I imagine. Was it me imagining things or were these like really bad British accents? Um, or I was just like. Well, this is a great question. I had the same. Or was it British accent? Well, I'm not sure. I think. Definitely some of these people are native English, English. actors, right? Yeah, some of them. Some of them, I think, are definitely not. And some of them might be English, but maybe putting on like a bit more mustard to the accent. Catherine, what is your take? You you should be able to sniff out a rat here if if anybody can. Like how what what's the ratio? Who's faking, who's not? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, they they were all a bit fruity, to be honest. So, (laughs) (laughs) they they were definitely pushing it, just like the house and the decor. (laughs) Yes, right. right. I'm an (laughs) English lord now. Um, You know, somebody like Lady Effigy, Hermione... Gingold. I mean, we've we've heard. I mean, she she sounds like the Freddy boy, Freddy. You know, but the the rolling of the R. The rolling. I don't know if that's that might be for the stage. I would think. I don't know if yeah, it's just definitely yes. Okay. <laughs> and again, uh, oh, also during the sneaking scene, just to swing back on that real quick, while they're sneaking around the house, there's an interesting scene that I found kind of heartbreaking that I've never felt this way about before. But when little Eddie Munster can't find his pop to to kiss little Woof Woof goodnight, he goes to Freddie's cousin Freddie's room, played by Terry Thomas, of course, uh, delivering another sterling Terry Thomas performance. He's he's amazing. But he asks him to to kiss his little um, his little dolly goodnight, and, and Terry Thomas responds with, "Well, I mean, I'd rather not." There's <laughs> something along those lines, and he's like, "Well." Well, then would you kiss me goodnight? And he, there's this really long pause where he's considering like what he wants. He doesn't want to do either. And it's made me really sad for Eddie Munster. Like, come on, cousin, kiss, kiss your kiss cousin, little baby. Kiss your little, little boy goodnight. Let him go night night. Uh, but I don't know. It was just really brutal. I've never felt that way about it before. But seeing it was like, this is mean. This is cruel to this boy who's grown up in cruelty being a kindness. Like, because right. it's opposites world. Because Trishma, what if there was a family of monsters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what would that be like, right? I mean, it'd be great. Yeah. But, you know, we don't live in a very tolerant world. Well, that's true. And if we, for our reboot, maybe we start addressing some issues of prejudice and like being right. different. Right. Maybe that's how we, we make it hip and modern. That's, 
One of these reboots has to take a, well, maybe not, but I would like it to, and it should be ours. Maybe that's, you should dress up as a character from um, the monsters. Okay. I mean, uh, I've certainly Frankenstein in the past many times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Frankenstein. Okay. Of all my, never mind. I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a theme in a lot of the programs that we do around Frankenstein's, right. and it's because I love Frankenstein. Okay. So. I feel like you've told me this before. Yeah, I even wrote a little uh, book about it, an extended essay about it called Frankenstein Operator's Manual. It's available on oh. Amazon. You can get it right now for 99 wow. cents, I believe. Okay, Marilyn Munster is treated shabbily by new boyfriend Roger's parents, and Herman is called upon to defend the family honor in an annual car race. This is a plot by the cousins to frame Roger for Herman's death on the raceway. He succeeds, but they forget that Herman is an undead Frankenstein, so he escapes unharmed with the help of Lily and Grandpa. The Griffin is revealed to be the bartendress Millie, mm. and the monsters decide to return to the States happier than ever. So let's I, I guess we should talk about Marilyn and Roger and the Moolsbees. So Marilyn is named after Marilyn Monroe, of course. So the joke of Marilyn is that she is a traditionally beautiful young woman of the Marilyn Monroe model, and the monsters being monsters as they are, they they feel bad for her because they think that she's ugly because through their monster eyes, you get the idea, right? right. Uh, jokes are always 10 times funnier when they are explained. Uh, so anyway, this carries through this movie. We get a couple of those sort of, you know, well, she's your sister's kid. Like I, nobody in my family looked like that. But she falls in love with this guy, Roger, on the cruise ship who is, he's got a little vroom, vroom, little hot red racing car. And... Uh, they have a little smoochy romance, but he's being kind of flaky because he keeps seeing Herman and then telling her about it, you know, about some frightening creature that he's seen. And she doesn't understand that it's actually her uncle. And it's, it's all misunderstandings, you guys. I mean, this is the, the basis for so many great sitcoms. And the sitcoms, as we know, are the basis for so many great films. That's true. <laughs> Well, some not monsters, clearly. Yeah, I would be hard-pressed to give you one that's improved upon. I haven't watched the Beverly Hillbillies starring Jim Varney recently, but I have downloaded it. Now that you it. say it, I'm trying to think, too. Keep th think about it. But we find out later that Roger is Roger Moresby of the local Shroudshire Moresby's who are on the neighboring lands of the Munsters. And they have had an ages old feud, these two old family names. These think the Munsters are scumbags. I mean, they're not wrong. And the Munsters hate the Moresby's because they are traditional. And, you know, the Munsters spit on tradition by being kind of gloomy and ripping off the Adams family a little bit. But uh, English style. Right. So we find out this is the third act of this film is this car race. So, and this was another very exciting moment. Like if you're a kid, right. you like the vroom brooms and you're going to like a car race and anything. Right. So the fact that, Hey guys, what if there's a Frankenstein in a car race? <laughs> like, right. I mean, we got ourselves a third of a movie with that idea. So <laughs> not just a car race, a car crash. And a crash, oh, multiple crashes. Uh, the, I mean, they are racing all over the many back roads of Southern California's English countryside, and a lot of mishaps happen. So they build this car, of course, out of the Dragula, <laughs> very famously, I'm sure saying no, uh, 
built out of a coffin and pipe organ exhaust pipes. And it's a real cool looking, you know, it's got a spider web design on the windshield and everything. It's kind of an amazing race car. And Herman does look amazing wearing all black leather with like his goggles and everything. It's a great look. And he gets into all kinds of shenanigans racing this coffin around town, uh, including upsetting a couple of lovers, a couple of amorous English traditional countryside lovers who have a a bit of a a hay fetish, it looks like, because they keep climbing into these bundles of hay being trundled across the countryside to to smooch. They're fully clothed, so it's all over the clothes stuff, whatever's going on there. But, like, they cannot get in the mood without being poked at by all of this old straw, I guess. So (laughs) that's a, that's a, a recurring gag. We see that a couple of times, and we're laughing our asses off. Did you time. laugh as a child? Yeah, I love this stuff. Did you laugh when you watched it as an adult? I think I laughed one time last night when I watched this. Okay. Like I was I enjoyed it. I always enjoy I'll never not enjoy it. Okay. But I think something did make me actually LOL. Okay. Um, but otherwise, there are shenanigans with with the English cousins, of course. They're queuing all this up. So it looks like Roger will have killed Herman in an accident. The Griffin has replaced Roger with a mysterious driver wearing Griffin-themed gloves, driving gloves. And so it's a lot of like, let's try to, you know, make Herman crash on the countryside. Right. Meanwhile, Grandpa and Lily have been captured by Freddie and are tied up. He does a very bad job of guarding his prisoners. Um, and they escape almost immediately and have to chase down Herman to let him know that he is in peril. And uh, but it doesn't matter, like I say in the summary, because he's a Frankenstein, so you can't you can't break him, guys. Uh, Sis, Catherine, do you guys have any comments, uh, deep thoughts, deep emotional attachments to the race car driving scene of Monster Go Home? Um, I did wonder how the horse was keeping up, but there we are. Perhaps Caroline. Oh, that's true. um, Answer that one. <laughs> yes, because they are on horseback, uh, very realistic horseback, shouting at Herman while he drives his race car. It's a great I mean, point. That's why I always liked this scene is because I was like, yay, horses as a kid. I was like, this is great. <laughs> right. This is the high point for, for Carolyn, of course. A young Carolyn Narrows is Lily and Grandpa get on horses. They They become horse thieves. It's good fucking shenanigans, you guys. It's monkey shines. It's just... A Frankenstein driving a fucking car and crashing it, breaking. Look, the biggest, the most offensive part is arguably at the end. This is where the wheels fall off of this movie, if ever. Um, and yeah, race cars, whatever. You know, it's a joke, maybe, question mark. But when Roger's fellow, his pit crew, uh, quote unquote, accidentally spill oil all over the track, it, it's just two guys pushing over a big barrel of oil Inside of everybody, apparently, because um, Roger's dad can see it from the grandstand. He points it out like, oh, no, look at that. They've spilled oil everywhere. But that is egregious. Like there would be some kind of inquest or like, let's do the race again. Or the, you know, this is nonsensical what you've done here. And also expensive. What a waste of perfectly good oil. A big old barrel of it. Also, why do you got a big old barrel of oil just next to the racetrack? very confusing you guys maybe it's not a bulletproof movie maybe it's not maybe just maybe but maybe it's still 10 out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) i feel yeah that if i you know took the time machine and went back to like 
five or six year old Trishy yep. and made her watch this movie, mm-hmm. she would definitely love it. Okay. I mean, that's all, that's about as ringing an endorsement as I can right. expect at this point. Right. Well, yeah, okay. I, so I would have yeah. to say that I think that it requires, it, like, everyone's got some like goofy um, group of movies that they yeah, exactly like are. Yeah. ridiculously emotionally attached to ours happened to be on VHS tapes and it was, yes. you know, ghost, Mr. Chicken, monsters go home and it's a mad, 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 mad world. The source of all of my anxiety. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I made you guys watch Mr. India. Remember? Right? That's right. That That's was right. my childhood. Like what I watched it growing up. And like, as I watched, I, I can see how you guys watched as an adult and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And same for the, yeah, it's the right. same thing. I mean, there's no way that this is going to translate into entertainment beyond the pure schlock factor oh, of like, well, the, the nostalgia one on one hand. And the, on the other hand, I think this does, the monster still lives on in the heart of a certain strain of gothy individual mm-hmm. who likes this shit and feels monsters. I feel monster vibes mm-hmm. and there, there is a subsect of people who feel monster vibes and they like this. And it's like, it's comfort food though. Yeah. It's like something your mom made when you got sick. You but know? I also like monsters have gotten like more sophisticated over the years. Like if you're into monsters, you have a big choice to choose from. Yes. Well, and the, in 2020 and more and more so they serve as metaphors for larger, either social issues or personal issues. They're just misunderstood. They're saving the day. I mean, you know, yeah. we're, we've got There's, a broad spectrum of, it's of monsters. Right. But there's no real subtext here, guys. I will take Gary Oldman as Dracula any day. He will cross oceans of time. Yeah. He can cross oceans. That movie, he, I I would be like, bye guys. I'm going to go be immortal, live in the castle. Yeah. Same. Um, I was going to say, even if you showed a kid, the, this movie, like today's child, this Mm -hmm. movie, I still feel they'd enjoy it. I think yeah. so too. I think it's very cartoony. Yeah. It's like real exactly. life it's like, cartoons. It, I mean, almost, you know, it's slapstick to a, two slapstick for, you know. Well, they're, they're using a lot of like the classic comedy techniques that you would see in like a Looney Tune. Like it's very colorful, yeah, number one. Like, almost like, like reminded me of Charlie Chapl- Chaplin. Yeah. Well, and they're playing, like ramping up the speed sometimes. They're doing like special effects that are purposefully cartoony, um, especially when the English cousins are trying to scare Herman and Lily away. Like when they first arrive and they start, you know, like showing all these skeletons in their bedroom and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I mean that. I love that scene. scene. I love <laughs> how delighted Herman and Lily They're are. So ha- that yeah. was the scene. I was like, I married like that, that and the stuff on the boat. I'm like, I married Herman Munster. This is my husband. Like, yeah. And it is pure joy. Uh, I think you said so, it best. Like so delighted. So delighted. Yeah. They have sl- hidden panels. Right. <laughs> and oh, they tried and to everything. make us feel at home. Yes. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm surprised at how much how I tolerated this. Catherine, because I'm surprised too. I, I am yeah. not. I, I mean, slapstick. I just can't stomach it somehow. Right. Um. Cartoony, yeah, uh, no, really can't. Um, mm. So I, I think it was probably little silly things like the ooh sliding, ooh they've got sliding panels and that kind of uh, yeah, that joy. 
Yeah. And the fact it's, it's kind of self-aware too. It knows that it's being silly doing cartoony humor, but at least it's doing it well, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, the timing is all right there. They're not doing it poorly. It's not like, no, I, I think, I think that's the thing. Yeah. Well, all right guys. So now we come down to the part of the show where we ask our final, our vital ultimate question. That's uh, everybody's been waiting to hear, which is, hey, you guys, this movie that we just watched for Halloween this year, 2023 on old movie Time Machine. I mean, how do you come down from Hitchcocktober? You do it with Monster Go Home, 1966. (laughs) That's right, Carolyn. You're absolutely right. Monster Go Home is the is the solution medicine you need to make it easy, easy transition out of beautiful Grace Kelly's and um, so so James Stewart's. Uh, (laughs) But Trishman Ike. The monsters, uh, monster go home. Uh, do we keep watching this thing as a human in 2023 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> at the age that I find myself? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say no, it's fair, it's, it's totally fair, <laughs> understandable. Yeah, not offended, not surprised at all. <laughs> don't, don't even have to question it. Don't even okay. like, but why, Shrishma? Yeah, but okay. why? What makes like you I say said, that? But if we could get in a time machine, mm-hmm. go back to like 1990, um, leave the tape at my house, I feel like okay. this answer would have been different. Okay. Well, so, I mean, look, I don't want to sculpt too much the, the answer here, but like, like for a particular age and vibe. Yeah. I think, you know, watch from like zero to six. Okay. <laughs> Specifically. Late October, maybe right. a couple of weeks late yeah. October. I think you could safely add it to a kind of <laughs> like Halloween staples that you right. could show children. This one, yes. Hocus Pocus, like, you know, yes. scary, but not too scary. Great shout out to Hocus Pocus. Another one, I mean, again, I think succeeds in kind of the same way that the Monsters movie succeeds, but like definitely perfect Halloween vibes, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the color and feel, Agreed. you know, Agreed. But, right. Okay. It's, it's fair. Trishma. It's totally fair. I'll accept it. Okay. I'll even embrace it. Okay. Carolyn Elrose. Mm-hmm. Mm, Monster go home. Do we keep watching this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Delightfully entertained. Like I was as a child. This is, you realize also one of the, one of the reasons we call our mom mumsy. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's true, isn't it? Because absolutely, because they call Lady Effigy. Lady Effigy, Mumsy. I mean, like, and that's a. I kind of watch it. I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, that's like Justin and I, like plotting murder. That's fine. Yeah, we're those siblings. Well, and we did those. We we did those voices. We liked (laughs) those accents. We were very drawn to the you know talking like Terry Thomas. Hermione Gingle. It. <laughs> it was a very weird house to grow up in, in the United States of America in the 1980s and 90s. Catherine Sherlock. Mm. The real question here. Yes. 1966's Munster Go Home. Do we keep watching this thing? Yeah, I think despite me not hating it, I mm-hmm. think it's probably still a no. Because okay. I have no interest in ever watching it ever again. So just purely selfishly, no. Mm-hmm. But I very much appreciate that perhaps it should be around for kids and so on. Okay. Okay. It's a very fair, judicious mm-hmm. response. Okay. I mean, that, 
and like I say, same thing with, with Shrishma. I mean, I, I get it. This yeah. is goofy. Goofy as shit, you know? But it's Halloween, you guys. And we are celebrating. So last bit of business before we set up next week. Uh, we talk about this thing, the Boom Room. It's our Patreon page. You can go sign up now for like two bucks and get our first 50 episodes, double length episodes, no ads. And you should do that. And then when we get that cranked back up again, you'll be first in line for the new stuff that comes out. Um, but we gather artifacts from these movies that we watch during our time travels and we bring them back to modern times to place in our museum, the boom room. Trishman, like, what do you want to put in the boom room from monster go home? I don't remember, but I do. I didn't think of anything, but I do remember him having like this mobile laboratory kit. Yes. In his little bag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And there was so many great things. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah. That's a great prop. That's a great one. Portable laboratory. He's just got to check his portable laboratory. Hold on. Uh, Carolyn Nowrose, what would you like to put into the boom room? So there are, there are two things that I'd really like to take. Okay. Um, the first being the fruit basket from. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know why I've always had an obsession with it. I mean, I know like, yes, one of the apple was, a t- you know, with the, yes, bomb. we're talking about a fruit basket that was delivered to the Munster family on the cruise ship with a bomb in, in the apple that was delivered from the English cousins. They were trying to kill them on the cruise ship. Right. Um, and I'll tell you, when, when that scene showed up last night watching this, I, at, I just reflected on how much I love a fucking gift basket. I'm a <laughs> real sucker for a gift basket. Um, I love you know, a my- gift, gift basket too. Um, I think like, especially when you're like, I don't know what to get you. Just put together a gift basket. It's that's yeah. like, it's a great, it's a great thing. Some nice cheeses, some of that, you know, some smoked summer or something like Sausage, that. Like yep. a, a little salted caramel. Guess what uh, you're getting for Christmas this year. Oh, I mean, I will be <laughs> so ecstatic to, to get it. I do. I love, I mean, Michael Scott from the office is not wrong when he's like, you know, th- these mean something <laughs> when he was like trying to get back his old clients. Like people love a fucking gift basket and I'm no exception. Um, okay. So you've got that. And a gift basket. <laughs> I feel like we should maybe put those gift baskets also in our gift shop too. Like you could buy a Munster go home gift basket yes. with a ticking uh, green apple in it. Stick Love a little it. t-shirt in there. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah, this is this is good. This is a strong idea. Uh, Catherine, what would you like to take from Munster Go Home and put into our fabulous Museum of Mid-Century Life? Um, I I was going to go for the laboratory in the basement. The whole thing. Oh, just oh, the yeah. whole lab? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Good one. Okay. Um, yeah, Grandpa's Laboratory. And, and seeing... Grandpa's lab in color, it is pretty thrilling if you've after only seeing it in black and white for a long time. Uh, and for me, I'm gonna, I mean, I would take anything from this movie. There's so, there's so much, uh, so many f- f- amusing signs, yeah. a lot of funny signage from the Shroudshire pub sign to the, the pub sign water right. closet. I also sign. wanted the Griffin gloves. Carolyn, you read my mind. Okay, I would like love the them. Griffin branded gloves, the driving gloves. I want those because it was the Griffin. If you're a kid and you hear that music, that dong, that sting, right? The Griffin. That should be a drop. We'll we'll have the Griffin sting. I would imagine. We can use that whenever we want to. But to see, hear that sound with the logo, 
it, what's kind of chilling, it, it, it does sort of tap into, uh, I'm scared of whatever this mysterious iconography is. So yeah, Griffin driving gloves. He got it. We have done it, you guys. Monster go home. Um, I think it went as well as I could expect it to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set up the next... Uh, cool, you've just brainwashed me. Um, my my likes are your likes. Yep. I don't have different opinions. I mean, maybe a little bit. I can't say I didn't. Uh, you were just you just happened to be around, and I knew how the VCR worked. I was collateral like, damage. Real like fine. imbalance of power there is that somebody knows how the VCR works and somebody doesn't. Um, <laughs> So let's set up uh, the rest of uh, November here, though. So next Wednesday, this is coming out on a Tuesday for for Halloween. Happy Halloween. Be safe. But enjoy the shit out of it, everybody, by the way. Um, Brush your teeth. And do that as well. Check for razors. Uh, don't, don't, don't even introduce that. That only <laughs> happened in the movie Halloween 2. It's very, very silly. This November, we're going to be doing a series that I'm going to call very cleverly uh, Old Time Movie Machine, oh. where we're going to watch movies that were made in more modern times, but are set back in the time period that we look at of 1945 to 1965 slash 1966 this week. So we're going to start next week with a movie called The Vast of Night, and this came out in 2019. and I'm really excited for everybody to watch this, to like make you guys watch this mm. uh, because I really love this movie. I thought it was really well done for like a small budget picture, not to bias, you know, if you don't, you don't, if you don't like it, don't like it. But uh, I think people should know about it and check it out because it's really good. So let me give you the log line here. One night in New Mexico in the late 1950s, a switchboard operator and a radio DJ discover a strange audio frequency, which could change the future forever. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the vast of night next week on old time movie machine. We'll see if that sticks. See if I remember that. Um, <laughs> but until next time, uh, thank you so much, team. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Shrishma. You're welcome. You're the best in the biz. My international panel of experts. <laughs> we love you. We respect you. And we look forward to hearing from you next time. Hey, bestie Kyle. Oh yeah. And shout out to uh, our bestie, fan uh kyle who was very excited about the rear window mm. uh forthcoming episode hopefully he enjoyed that kyle that that one that's for you buddy so uh again if you want to write to us please party line at oldmovietimemachine.com we have a very sterling record of writing back to you so if you have questions comments suggestions uh any good recipes or uh, Halloween costume ideas, please send them party line at oldmovietimemachine.com. And until next Wednesday, thank you so much for listening. And please, for the love of Herman Munster, never forget that this has been Old Movie Time Machine.